Welcome to Sisterly Situations. I'm Missy and I am with my co-host, Sherilyn. Hi, I'm Sherilyn. Hi, darling. What's the situation today? I had an interesting call today and it got us to talking and we were talking a little bit this morning because I was venting a little bit when I called you. I was like, you know what? This is this would probably be good for us to talk about on our podcast. And then we kind of stopped talking pretty quickly so that we could have like a real live conversation. But one of the things that you and I get commonly, I feel like it happens fairly frequently, is it's almost like people are, and, and someone has actually said to me outright, why can't I have a relationship with my sisters like you and Missy have? There's almost a jealousy because you and I are, crazy, crazy close. Uh And in case our listeners haven't picked up on that. Uh (laughs) And (laughs) sometimes it can, I I guess people on the outside can cut or other people who are around us can kind of feel like they're excluded from us maybe, but they do. (laughs) They do. They do. But also there's a reason why we are so tight. And I think one of the things that we've said we would use this podcast for is to help others to be as close as we are and um, understand how we got here, like what works for our relationship. Right. And what has worked for us and really so that other people can also you know, have those close relationships, whether it's with your siblings or someone else in your life. But here's what it takes. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the important things is we have this commitment between each other. We're not like, you're, you're never going to get rid of me. Like tough shit. I don't care. Like we have these difficult conversations with each other. We even recorded a couple where it was like, where we will fight with each other because we fight for our relationship and you can't make passive aggressive comments on Facebook. You can't sweep it under the rug. You can't just act like everything's okay when you're talking to someone. In order to have what we have, you have to face things head on and you have to say, you know what? I don't care if you're going to be mad at me. This is how I'm feeling right now. And let's talk about this and what's really going on. And you're not getting rid of me. It doesn't matter what's going on. We're always going to be there for each other. Mm -hmm. And, And it's something where we're not always good with doing with other people, but I don't know what you mean. (laughs) Okay. We're not good at doing that with other people, but But we do it with each other and we do it unapologetically with each other. Yeah. And I think that's like, like one of the things that you and I do is we actually communicate with each other, even if we don't even know like what the deep root is. Like usually there's a deeper rooted issue actually going on. And so we start with the basics. We start with what's on surface level to each other and we can work it out together. And that's what we do instead of making passive aggressive comments on whatever social media outlet or whatever it is, you know, just making these blanket statements because, you know, the other thing about that is you still want the other person to see it. So you do want to address the issue, right? If you're putting it out there, but that is not the way to do it. It has never worked and that I've seen. I don't know. Maybe somebody else has. <laughs> in the <laughs> history of the world. Yeah, yeah like, I don't, I think don't know. <laughs> in the history of social media, 
that has never actually accomplished anything except getting you maybe sympathy from people unrelated or alienating and alienating the people that you're that you are targeting that statement at. Like if people are reading that and going, oh, they're talking about me Mm -hmm. and you're probably alienating people that you're not talking about because people are getting offended. Yes. Other um, people that you're not talking about are thinking like, oh, my God, is that about me? And they're making up a bunch of stories. And right. Because we're all in our own head. We're always thinking everything's about us. We're all yeah. so vain. That part that just I don't understand. I, I So for me, it's I am like I, I'm almost annoyingly in your face about what's going on. And I want to talk about it right away as soon as it happened, I'm, like almost too fast for you and most people. Um <laughs> And yeah, so <laughs> kind of like, OK, you know what? We we snapped at each other. We said something um, yeah, and I'm like, oh, shit, that just happened. So a handful let's... of things. We slammed down the phone. We go. Argh! Ah! And then, and then like, OK, let's talk about it. And you're like, wait a sec. I need a minute to be mad or to breathe that out. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and usually like, when it's fair. you, I struggle because when it's anybody else in the world, I call you and I vent and I start going, this person, blah, 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 blah. Ah, okay, now I feel better. Events about me. There's no one. There's no Why? one that I can call and just be like, so Missy said this thing and it really pissed me off. So I have to do that by myself. Wait, and you don't have anybody even that like doesn't know me that you can't just do that to? No. Really? Why? Not in the Tell immediate. Let's t- tell you why, because, yeah. well, because you're, you're, you're mine. So, I mean, so there are, uh, <laughs> so there are I'm people <laughs> that I can complain about on like a higher level, but to get into a nitty gritty, like, so like I get off the phone with anybody else and they've said or done something that annoys me and I call you and we get into like the very specifics of Why it. Why that might be I don't... telling you and maybe your side of it. How you can work mm-hmm. on what your side of it is. No, right. Okay. That, that makes, okay. I get that. that uh, but sense. I don't have that level of trust with anyone else. And I am not, I don't want to bash you in that same way with other people. I don't really think that you're ever bashing somebody else when you're doing it with me either that's not what you're doing you are so I I can do it on a high level when I'm calmer but when I'm angry at, like and fresh in okay. the moment then okay that's I guess true <laughs> they're like this irresponsible selfish little bitch I can't stand her Da-da-da-da-da. I can I can be mean and yeah, I guess that's true I'm not gonna call somebody else and say those things about you even if I will walk around my neighborhood and say all of those things <laughs> to myself and I can mutter to myself. So that's why it does. It takes me longer to get over stuff with you because I don't have that outlet to be like, to say horrible things about you and then be like, okay, I didn't really mean any of that. I don't, I just that's so needed funny. to get it off my chest. <laughs> that's so funny. I probably like used to complain to Shelby about you if I needed to complain about anything, but I'm at the, I don't really complain about you. If anything happens, I'm like, I complain to you. I don't complain though. We just kind of communicate about what's going yeah. on, but I don't, I, it doesn't take me as long. So I can flip a switch and be like, Hey, actually let's go about this another way. Or let's talk about what just happened. And you're like, well, back up. And I, that makes more sense because more people are like that. I think are that are like, well, I need yeah, time to and- process and feel my feelings. <clears throat> and I'm a very passionate person. I get very angry about stuff. 
I feel things very mm-hmm. strongly. And you and my daughter are the two people that probably get under my skin more than anyone else. Yeah, that's fair. You you piss me off more than anybody else in the world because yeah. I don't care about anybody else as much as I care about you. Yeah. I don't know. You do less things to piss me off lately than other people in my life. So I'm definitely more pissed well, that's, off. At- <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. I, it doesn't happen so very much. So basically, I can't say the same as <laughs> I, what I'm well, saying. I, I, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, when you do piss me off, it, I uh-huh. go like zero to six. Oh yeah. And it like, used to be way more often. And I think that's kind of the point of what brought us to this particular conversation today is that like, it definitely was more often and we've had to work through things. Like we've had to talk about, okay, what are those things that piss you off? And what are those things that piss me off? And how do we not piss each other off and right. respect each other? And how do we stop treating each other Badly, badly when we're being defensive mm-hmm. because a lot of Even the time if, or that's, especially it, sorry <laughs> that was okay, cute though that was a cute one <laughs> I was gonna say especially when we don't realize that what we're doing is treating the other person badly because that's not our perspective we don't have the other person's perspective and then when they show us like we have to have space for the other person to be like hey this is why I feel I was being treated this way is because when you said this, I felt this. When you said it this way, I felt that, Uh, you know. Right. And you have to make space to hear you hurt me when Mm -hmm. you said X. And the person who's who's listening to that needs to be able to hear that from the other person. And that's that. And that is valid. Like Uh this is uh, this hurt me, this thing you did. And then you have to listen to that and be like, okay, so that thing that I did that hurt you, your, your feelings are valid in being hurt. And regardless of my intentions, regardless of intentions. Mm -hmm. And also here's where I'm coming from. I hope you can understand where I'm coming from. Maybe my, my tactic wasn't appropriate, Mm -hmm. but Also, a lot of times, especially with us, there is a defensiveness that causes us to bark at each other. And it's an immediate response. Right. And I think we both recognize that about ourselves as we get defensive. Yeah, we do. Like there are times and there are times we'll be like, you know what? I'm feeling really defensive right now. So I think Uh we need to stop this conversation Uh before I say something that crosses a line. Yeah. Countless times we've said, okay, I'm feeling defensive. And we or, do try to take ownership or, of what we're feeling and not like blame. Or the other we person. call each other out on it. Well, you're sounding really defensive right now. So I don't think you can hear what I'm trying to say, no matter how I try and say That's it. That's true. And I think that you and I can frame it to each other in that way. But I do recommend other wording for other people because when you <laughs> yeah, tell- you got to do the work first. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful because when you tell the other person you're sounding defensive, because here's the thing is like you- reserve the right and the privilege to tell me that because I have been so incredibly defensive with you and I've recognized that we've recognized that together I've also like I don't know if I've flat out asked you to let me know when I sound defensive but you know that's kind of an agreement that we have or or verbal or not you know so that's like part of our relationship is that we we point these things out to each other because we do feel and I think we say it in a nice enough way. Like, I think the last time I tried to say, it sounds like you're getting defensive, which means I am not communicating 
what I intend to communicate in the right way, because it sounds like what I'm doing is putting you on the defensive rather than saying what I'm trying to say. So let me just end this conversation until I can find the right words to tell you what I mean in a Mm -hmm. way that you can receive it. That was actually super recent, right? I think we like had a that a couple weeks ago. I think we had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, because like I, we're I, in no way here to sit down and tell anybody that we're perfect now. Like we had all these problems right, before. No. We're perfect now. Like no, this is constant lifetime. I think we've mentioned that too. Like this is. Yeah, I think work. one of the last times we recorded, it was. The it one was where us I coming back. I don't remember if you cried, but I do remember coming back and just being like. Okay, so I did not like the way things went when we recorded last yeah, time. Yeah, that was and the here's one where why. I cried. <laughs> and here's why. So we've worked through some of that. We worked through things. You got to tell me how you audience. felt. And I got to tell you where I was coming from. And I got to stay true to myself, mm-hmm. you know, and still stay true to what I was to the point that I had made, but also make space and understand and hear you about where you were coming from. And we came to a good middle ground on that. Yeah. A great I think, understanding. I think we both had like some great understanding. Of each other. And some self-awareness. I'm like on my part to be able to say, listen, I was not able, I came into this conversation with baggage that I should not have come into mm-hmm. it with. So anything else was, Mm-hmm. here and this is what I came into that with and I needed to be aware of what the real root cause was mm-hmm. yeah. so any of the points that I would have made on what we had actually argued about really didn't matter because what the root cause was was very different right to kind of circle it back to our relationship and people possibly like people that were close to that mm-hmm. you know might express an air of jealousy we also have like on a more surface level like yeah so we've done all this deep work but on a surface level we have always gotten along and laughed a lot together we do we do laugh a lot together so that's Um, what I mean or maybe not I don't know if we've always gotten along I'm sorry have fun that's more (laughs) we that's more of the term (laughs) and we can laugh through our bigger because I remember even like as kids, people being like, oh my God, all you guys do is fight. And people around and us we would look at each other and we'd be like, be like, we're fighting. We're fighting. We're getting along. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> because we're siblings. And that is, that's a day. very genuine thing is we are sisters and we bicker with each other. And we pick at each other and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tease at each other. <laughs> we needle each other a little bit. And then uh, there does come a point where you have to be like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> like yes yes of course we have a boundary that we definitely don't want to cross and when we have crossed right. it and that's where how we learned what the boundary was <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, I meant I meant have fun we have fun together we laugh we a lot together fun. and I think that the, we've created a lot of memories and we have a lot of inside jokes and We just, we, because we have so much fun together, we know each other so well, we can often have, we're like girlfriends too, you know, like, like besties because we can have a conversation with our eyeballs. Yeah. We can just look at each other and be like, 
and know what the other person is saying. <laughs> know what the other person is saying and thinking. Yeah. yeah. And we know our cues when we need mm-hmm. to exit. But I think there's also, <laughs> yeah. because we communicate and because we're willing to have the, these hard conversations that people just genuinely, generally speaking, people don't like to have. They don't like to be confrontational. Um, you and I have never shied away from confrontation. Certainly not with each other. Yeah. Um, we so, grew up in a pretty uh, combative uh, environment. So we came out right. fighters. Right. And that that's fine. I will fight with- in confrontation. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I will fight with you. Be- and that's okay because I also fight for you. And so because of that, we have a trust with each other that makes it that we can let our guard down and we can have more fun and people and people look at us and they see that outside. They don't see, I don't feel that people see really the, the drag out that has gone on below the surface to get us to where we are because I I've also gotten the, like, why do you let Missy do that? Why do you like, you know, that's, and I'm like, that doesn't annoy me. That's that is not one of the things about Missy that annoys me. There's a lot of things about Missy that annoys me, but that is not one of them. And people will just be like, "Why do you let her?" And I'm like, "Just you know, you're not gonna get it. Like you're just not." <laughs> That's interesting. I don't. I know you're not. If I put you on the spot, you're not gonna be able to come up with an example. Actually, I can. I can. Whoa! So, wow. There was. There were like a couple years in a row before you moved to California where for my birthday, we went out because it was like, it's January, it's after the holidays and yeah. people were like, all right, I just need to have some fun. Like yeah, January we sucks generally. Yeah. yeah. One of the things, and you picked, you were picking where we were going uh, like one year. And I remember someone being really upset, like, why are you letting Missy? And I was, it's your birthday. You should pick where you want to go. Why is Missy driving where we're going to go? And I was like, because I'm driving up to New Jersey from Virginia. Missy is taking the reins on this because she knows I don't really give a fuck where we go. And I don't want to think about it. I just want to get to the state. And you were owning that because you were helping me. But that is something we understood. Like, you yeah, know, that's kind of our dynamic, you, <laughs> you know, come to Jersey and I do the rest of the driving us around wherever we need to go. Yeah. And you know that I don't want to pick what bar we go to. I don't give you a don't shit. Care. Yeah. As long as it's got ciders or wine, I, that is not what matters. What matters is who I'm hanging out with. And I did my part. I have to make decisions all the time when there is something trivial, like, where are we going to go? I don't want to decide that. Mm-hmm. And you know that about me. So you took the reins and someone else That's was funny. like, okay. was like, where do you want to go? And how do you want to do this? And I was getting a lot of that. And I was like, just talk to Missy about it. She's got ideas. If you have ideas, she, she handles it. Oh, but okay. and yeah. they were like throwing out ideas. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. T- send them to Missy. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but they were like, it's your birthday. It's your day. And I was like, yeah, that's, that, that's why she's, that's her yeah. present to me is to mm-hmm. not make to me have that. to worry about yeah. where you're going. Exactly. If there was anything at all that we needed your input on, I would know what that is. And I would ask the proper question. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's funny. That, that makes me laugh. You and a couple other people have stronger opinions about things like where are we going to go and what's the atmosphere going to be like and what are, mm-hmm. what are we going to see and, and me do. Me and a couple and- of other people, me and like all the other people in your life. <laughs> okay. And you and I- oh, you and one other person in particular have stronger opinions. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm trying to do no, it. Like I know who you're see. talking about. <laughs> so yeah, I think there there are others who have more have stronger opinions, and uh, uh, and mm-hmm. you have stronger opinions about like what kind of scene we want to walk into. And I'm like, I I don't care. Yeah, because I'm sensitive <clears throat> to sound, <laughs> right? And, and for me, a, and- <laughs> a, and for me, a bar is a bar. If we're going to go out, I don't, I don't care. My preference is to not spend money. So let's just get a few bottles of wine and or some cases of cider and hang out at the house. Like, I don't. Yeah, we did that a lot of years, too, before. Even before, before the, COVID. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, way before COVID. And then the years that we were <clears throat> going out to bars were kind of later. Before, yeah, before I moved to California, like you said earlier. Yeah. And it was just a couple of years that we did that. And, but it was that, so that's a good example that I could bring up. There you go. Safely. That is a good example. Safely. Um, that is a good example. Okay. So there's that element to it also. I mean, like, obviously nobody sees the deep work that we do because that's, right. that's between us. That's super personal. We have our fun, like inside joke and our eye to eye communication and our understanding and people I definitely think that, like I said earlier, that are close to us, I think sometimes struggle with their own relationships when they see us together. It's not that they struggle with our relationship. It's that they're like, wait, like I I have that with this person. Why can't I have that with that person? Mm -hmm. And I think here's the reason, you know, because we're not talking to each other. I mean, we are, but (laughs) and and. Like you can make conversations. You can make all sort of excuses. Like our our aunts aren't particularly close, for example. And you can have the excuses, well, one is a grandmother and one has a young kid, and there's a big age difference between them. And I'm like, uh and I literally look when one aunt was pointing those things out. Actually, both of them have pointed those things out to me at different times. And I just look at them and I go, hmm. So there's an eight year age difference. And one of you is doing this part of your life. Wow. And like, there's an eight year age difference between us and I'm a mother and you aren't. And and, and all of that is superficial. I mean, it's not superficial. That's the uh, being in different part times in your life is not superficial and being a parent isn't superficial, but Um, No, not individually, but that it is in our relationship to each other. Yeah. Because let's also remember the only person who loves my kid as almost as much as I do is you. Yeah. So like you can't discount like I don't discount that at all. Like I can absolutely say, all right, so just because your sibling isn't in this phase of their life that does not mean that they wouldn't absolutely 
take up a sword and fucking run on the battlefield for your kid or your grandkid. Yeah, or take care of you guys when you get surgery. <laughs> yeah, like, the, like yeah. The, the reality is, and if you don't acknowledge that about each other, well, then you're going to have that that different like if if that's all you see is mm-hmm. oh well we're in different phases of our lives and you don't value the role that they play as mm-hmm. part of that mm-hmm. well, that's what happens I mean I see that a lot with grown-up siblings in my life I see people who are just not very close to their siblings because and not just our family like outside of our family mm-hmm. where they're just they've they've decided like I have my family now And they have their family now and they've kind of stopped being their own, each other's nuclear family. Mm -hmm. Like they have their, their spouse and their kids. And it's like, I, that's not us. That's not our style. We, in addition to the family unit that we already had, (laughs) you know, that person became a part of our family that was established. just grew. Absolutely. And your role as aunt is it is the very next most important role as parents, as, as my role as parent. Like that's that is very important. And that is something that you have taken up the mantle and said, I am an aunt and that is my role and that is my identity in this world, just as much as I've taken up the identity of mother. And we've had those conversations where it's been like, so how would you feel if I treated Guinevere in such a way? And like, you looked at me with murder in your eyes and you were like, I would hate you. (laughs) And I was like, well, now you understand how this aunt feels. And I was like, okay, yeah. When you put it in those terms, Mm -hmm. as much as you love me, you would not at all tolerate me mistreating your niece. You know, because then she stops being my child. She becomes your niece and you take just as much ownership over that role. That's a true story. (laughs) And I see that in, uh, uh, and I I think that's true for both of our aunts. Our Mm -hmm. aunts would absolutely, uh, they have both made big sacrifices and Mm -hmm. they would walk through fire for us. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shout out to our awesome aunt that we love. Yeah. We love them very much. Yeah, they um, they really, they are great examples of, you know, how I value, you know, I, I look at my relationship with, I mean, I am closer with Aunt Dawn, so I'll talk about that relationship. I've lived with her, you know, so the importance of that relationship and that person in my life, I, I know that I always have her. She's always got my back. I know that also about our, uh, about Aunt Laura as well, so. If you're listening yet, Laura, don't, I'm not leaving you out. <laughs> but because of that experience, you know, especially living with Aunt Dawn and it not working out and us continuing to have a beautiful, great relationship after that, like, it, I really valued that. And I definitely have taken that into, I want to be that aunt for Guinevere and even, and I'll even step it up a notch. And I love that about you. I hope to be a better parent so that my child doesn't feel like they have to run away to your house. But <laughs> at least that was the answer. This was my but I, I do love Respect that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I and but I do again, like I said, I appreciate that because 
you know, I'd be hard pressed to think of a family member I haven't lived with at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, we've said, we said in our highlight re- reel, I've gotten the opportunity to live with most of our family mm-hmm. at different points. I've lived with both Aunt Laura and Aunt Dawn and our cousin mm-hmm. Linda. And, and they've yeah, all. And I, while I've never lived with Aunt Laura, she played a huge role in my childhood. Yeah. So I think they're, I think that that's important. I, I think it's important to recognize the value that they bring in. And I think that's also why I have that respect for your role as an aunt. Like, I'm not going to minimize, well, you're not a mother, so you just don't understand. <laughs> like, that. that's not something that I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> that's funny. Because <laughs> I understand why people could say, feel like they could say that. But like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I kind of do understand. I know I'm not a mother and I can't understand on that level as a mother, but I do get it. You do understand the, I would go to battle for you. Like I would fight for you. Yeah. You you have that mama bear instinct. You're just auntie bear. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's cute. Auntie bear. (laughs) Yeah. You absolutely would. uh, Because you know, you and I have almost come of, come to blows over Guinevere. Over before. your child, for sure. Yeah, and I get that. And there's part of me that respects it, even though I wanted to murder you. Yeah, um, but you're like, <laughs> she loves my daughter so much. <laughs> right, so even in those moments when I'm like... And I love right. you so much. So, like, if I love both of you mm-hmm. so fucking much that, like, yeah, it sometimes right. brings out the worst and- people. <laughs> and so I do think it's important to not trivialize and not undermine your relationship with my daughter because that's that's important and she needs to have that safe place all the time. One of the challenges I've had with Guinevere, she'll be like, I don't know if I want to tell Aunt Missy because if I talk to Aunt Missy, she's going to tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, well, that's if you tell Aunt Missy not to tell me something, she won't tell me unless it's going to cause you harm. Mm-hmm. Like you can have that relationship with her. Yeah. That's that's OK. And I would rather her to have you as someone she can talk to than, you know, another eight year old. You know, because if something serious was really going on, I could handle it or tell you. Right. Yeah. I think it's important. So I, and we have that trust in each other. and. Yeah, I want I I want her to have that. And I did have that with my aunts and, and with our cousin Linda. Like I can call them mm-hmm. and be like, here's what's happening and trust them to help me through situations. Mm-hmm. They all have different perspectives. Yeah, and they are all completely different. I mean, just like us, we are completely different. Right. That's uh, very valuable. That adds so much to perspectives and learning and growth and relationships with other people. I mean, that's how... We, I was able to have a relationship with Aunt Laura again is because you had a relationship with her and there was a completely different perspective of something going on that neither me or Aunt Laura understood. So once we both had an understanding, we were like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> right. Like you just need to have respect for other people. I, I think that's overall our theme is you need to have respect for other people yeah. and other people's position. And come at things with love and not judgment and respect. And then you can have those difficult conversations and you can have that growth. But if you just avoid it and you just sit in your hurt feelings about stuff, 
you will let time and distance happen between you and you'll never make it through it. And you're always going to have every little thing that comes up, you're going to be hurt over mm-hmm. and you will let that overshadow all of the good in your life. It, it, you're going to only create more hurt, hurt people, hurt people. So if you're hurting, you're going to say or do something and to alienate people if you don't confront it mm-hmm. because that's what hurt people do. And it's, you know, like a lot of self-projection. Right. So if you hurt my feelings, I am likely to lash out at you. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing that, I need to recognize, you know what? I am hurt. So I am being defensive. And instead of taking out my paws and trying to like claws, claw the shit out of you <laughs> like <laughs> right in my mama bear aspect instead of me smacking you down I just need to sit and lick my wounds a little bit mm-hmm. and come back and be like all right so that wasn't cool mm-hmm. <laughs> and this thing hurt me and because we or have that- even have a realization that like okay it, that was cool it didn't need to hurt me that's not what you know there's right. always some sort of realization that comes with it and we can always come back to each other no matter which side it is. Right. And like you can say to me, well, I wasn't trying to hurt you. And I can be like, yeah, I know you're not trying to. Mm-hmm. Well, you did. <laughs> um, yeah. And and so, yeah, exactly. And then I ha- can learn to respond with, I'm sorry. This is right. my intention. If the right. intention part is even important because Oftentimes, I mean, me and you know each other so well that we understand what the other person's intention is. And often we'll include that in the how we're feeling monologue. (laughs) We'll be like, okay, so I know you didn't mean this and you probably meant this, but this is how I felt by the way you said it. So we're usually pretty good about that and understanding actually where the other person is coming from. But there is a lot of value in even though we are at that point where we do have that understanding. And the reason why we I feel like we have that understanding is because we've had so many of those conversations. So now we do understand where the person is coming from. And we do still have those conversations because it is a value to tell the person how you're feeling regardless, because we can continue to grow and adjust. And that's why it's a lifelong process is because we're always growing and Uh it's. And it's beautiful to boost each other up. And that's how I look at it. I mean, I heard it. Oh, you know what? I think I've said this on this podcast and I've talked about it with you recently. But and also you were saying that you listened to Elena Smorset episode of Armchair Experts. So I did go back and listen to that. And I think that's where I got this saying was from her episode because she said conflict is growth trying to happen. Mm -hmm. And I fucking love that because conflict is so hard and so gross sometimes and it makes us so uncomfortable it makes me want to fly I want to leave the situation I will yeah, you are definitely a, a flight person yeah I have fight in me but I'll fight on my way <clears throat> out the door <laughs> yeah and so, so and for me I have always been told how argumentative I am and how disagreeable and how unpleasant I am to get because I am so I'm right. I'm like, I am not looking for a fight. And I, my perception is I have never been someone who's looking for a fight. I don't want to fight with anyone, but I won't not fight with you mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. to most people, I feel like I come across as very aggressive 
because if they start to pick a fight, I'll raise it. I'll be like, okay, let's do that. Is this what we're doing now? All right. I'm here. You're like, I'm down Mm -hmm. with it. What do you have to say? Because there's nothing you can say to me that is going to be nastier or meaner than anything that I have said to myself or my mother has said to me. So like, you can't hurt my feelings. So let's go ahead. You want to have a battle? You want to try? (laughs) Want to see who hurts someone's feelings? Like challenge accepted. (sighs) Right. Like if somebody wants to go for it. I'm not down. I'm like, I don't really. I, I used to be like, oh, I don't want to get my feelings hurt. But like now I'm just like, ew, I just don't really care. Yeah. I, and and so for me, I try, I've gotten older where I'm like, all right, I'm going to try not to hurt people's feelings because I'm really good at it. And I've already proven that I'm really good at it. So I don't <laughs> need to, I don't need to try to hurt people's feelings. So I'm going to try not to get into this conversation with this person where I know I've got nothing nice to say so let me just not but like you called me out I have a tone when someone when I'm irritated with someone over something I have a tone and it is very clear I'm not good at hiding it and I've been getting called out for being irritated with somebody and I am absolutely and I don't want to get into it with them because. Correct. So you are having a situation where you are not <sighs> addressing the root of the issue. And right. you have your reasons. It. And I do believe with that you, all of your reasons for wanting to avoid that confrontation are things that you should include in that confrontation because it's how you feel. And no matter what it is. As we've learned from each other, your feelings are valid no matter what. And and communication is just everything and having space for that kind of communication. And now part of that is on the other person. So, you know, like we've talked about, like yeah, you said, you I need don't... to have space for to hear the words I'm hurt or you know, something that you said hurt my feelings. You, you have to be ready for that because. And I don't have that trust with that person. For that sure. person does not have that maturity. They don't have that ability in that space to hear what is making me so angry. Mm-hmm. I do think that in y'all's relationship and my relationship with that person, I think I could say things I need to say. So for me, because I don't have that trust, I don't have that I, I don't believe that they have the space for and they treat me in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable because then what's going to happen is I'm going to get angry and I'm going to lash out and I'm going to say hurtful things and I can really hurt this person. Mm-hmm. And I know buttons to push to really hurt that person. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. Like I well, don't want to be love that person. Too. I do. I you love this person. this person. I, I love this person, but I also I don't want to be a nasty person that in general hurts other people. <laughs> yeah. Like in general, I don't want to be somebody who's like, oh I know how to hurt you. I'll mm-hmm. do it. But I'm feeling a little vindictive these days. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to give in to that worst aspect of myself. And this well, person that's and that's that's also that out in me. Well, and you know what? That is also super fucking valid. And while I just said that, you know, the it's showing through and you, there's complications right now for you because you're not communicating, there's you also deserve the space to move through 
what you need to move through before you can before you can communicate that. I, I yeah. do believe that as like, well. I I don't want to be someone who just hurts people. Right. So you need time to be able to adjust your attitude, basically. And that is because I'm not perfect. And as much growth and self-awareness as I have and I have worked on, I am self-aware enough to know, oh, no, this is not a situation that I can handle in the best. I know how Mm -hmm. I should handle it, but I also am walking into this going, they're going to trigger. They have the ability to trigger me in the worst kind of a way. Mm -hmm. And there's who I want to be does not jive with who I will be if I go walk into this situation. Yeah, there's um, separation between logical intelligence and emotional intelligence, <clears throat> right? Like they're not always yeah. connected. I can know something is not the best way to react, but my emotions take over. And then right. of course, I'll like afterwards, sometimes I'll hate myself and whatever. But you know, and that's, that's how we learn. That's how we grow. But but yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, and that's, that's largely why I don't have a relationship with our mother, right? Is because mm-hmm. we I've recognized we are unhealthy for each other. It's not just her side. It's not just my side. It's we don't, we're not good in each other's lives. So love her. We'll keep space between each other because that's, that's the best way for me to take care of her as well as take care of me is to keep that separation between us. I don't wish it with love. Yeah. I I don't wish anything harm on her at all, but I need to put distance it's so that beautiful... I don't say or do something that's going to cause her more pain because there's already enough scarring and damage that we've done to each other. And that is what we call acceptance. And that is beautiful acceptance because it's not perfect. So when we like, when I think about acceptance and think about like accepting somebody, I also think about like accepting somebody for who they are and being able to be around that person for who they are, love that person for who they are and and still be able to talk to them and hang out with them. And that's not necessarily what acceptance is. You can accept somebody for who they are and then be like, okay, now I have to accept that we're not necessarily going to have the kind of relationship that we want to have with each other and accept that that's okay. Right. You know, because I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to have the relationship with my mother the way that you do. I, you know, I would not want to not, be able to talk to her however if that was what was best for both of us that is true that is acceptance in the truest meaning of the word and I applaud you for that because I can't spend the rest of my life wishing she would be the mom that I want her to be that's not acceptance me being me correct me saying like because that's that's not acceptance that's denial me being like I want the mom who brought me crayons and coloring books when I was sick. And there's not a single time that I have been sick, even as recently as the last couple of weeks when I've been sick, where I'm not sitting there going, I really wish my mom would show up with coloring books and crayons and just sit with me and run her fingers through my hair and tell me what a great job I'm doing, keeping the the colors in between the lines. I still want for that that's not who she is mm-hmm. yeah that doesn't right the acceptance doesn't necessarily take the <clears throat> desire right. away, but it does um and that is what 
And that's not unconditional love to say, I want you to love me the way I want you to love me is not what unconditional love is. I, you know, it is not, I like, I have unconditional love for you. You are who you are. You're going to be who you are. And I love you as you are. I'm not trying to change you. That is unconditional love. And it is not dependent on you being a certain way for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you treating me a certain way or you talking to me a certain way is not a condition, you know, you respecting me a certain way and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that that is not unconditional. That would not be conditional love or that is, hold on. That is conditional love. It would not right. be unconditional love. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you You're for welcome. helping me with the words there. I and you. I remember seeing even, I hate in this space to reference back to it, but I love um, Jada Pinkett Smith and the Red Table Talk. And there was a conversation that she had had about recognizing unconditional love with her children. And it being like, no, it's it's conditional for me to say I need them to respect me and treat me in a certain way. That is putting conditions on my love for them. I need to love them for who they are and meet them where they are. And it really was a light bulb for me. There was also a movie that I saw with a mother-daughter situation. And the mother was saying to her boyfriend, she hates me. And the boyfriend says, who cares? It is not your child's job to love you. It is your job to love your children. Mm. And I I saw that long before I had a child. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember what the movie is called, but it was Rick Springfield. You've quoted it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it was so impactful. And it's true. Like my child, I tell my daughter all the time that she loves me. She rarely says, I love you, mommy. So that, that's not something that she says to me. She is not. You tell her wants... all the time that you love her, by the way. But I tell her, oh, I do. To the point yeah. where she's like, could you just stop saying that? And I'm like, no, no, I will never stop. I know she's I love so you. funny. She does the same thing to me. I'm like, guess what? And she's like, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <sighs> you love me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we always say it that way. We say, guess what? Or I have a secret. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, it's not a fucking secret. Could you yeah. just stop saying it all the time? <laughs> she's like, it's like our stepmom. Whenever I have a question, since I've been a child, I go up to her and I'm like, I've got a question. And she goes, just ask the question. Yeah. You don't have to announce that you have a question. You just need to say. Yeah. Here it is. I still do that. But I notice it way more. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I do the same. I, most people, I feel like, say it and say that and do it. Just be like, hey, listen, so I have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I think it's important to. And but I also do see parents where they have that that condition. You will respect me. You will talk to me. You will not talk to me that way. You will. And I will say to my daughter, I respect myself enough to not let you treat me that way. However, that, and I think that's important to say, I have self-respect. It's not about whether you respect me or not, but I have self-respect. I'm not going to let you treat me that way is different than saying you will respect me. 
because you will respect me puts a condition on our relationship, but me not letting you treat me that way is, is letting her know I respect myself and I'm not going to be mistreated no matter how much I love you. And I think that's an important, that's an important subtle distinction to make, especially because I want her to walk through the world saying, I respect myself. I'm not going to let you treat me that way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I do think that you and I gained self-respect throughout our process. And Mm -hmm. that's really a huge part of our growth in our relationship is that we started respecting ourselves more and we saw that in each other. And so it's become like this um, ripple effect through our relationship. Right. You respect yourself more. So mm-hmm. I step up and respect you more. I don't and, see you as yeah. a child because you said, no, I'm not a child. I am a woman who is evolving in this world. And I'm like, all right, well, that's, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> when you, when you show yourself a self-respect, other people will respect you. You treat pe- you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. In this world. I I think that's important to model. Yeah. And you super taught me that people's feelings are valid. You were like, no, my feelings are valid. And I was like, oh, okay. That's true. And we had to also recognize with each other that we were taking each other for granted. Mm -hmm. Like there was, there was a point where I was like, you know, I am your safe place and I will never walk away from you. You're stuck with me. And because of that, it's causing a problem. <laughs> you've gotten comfortable with being very disrespectful to me. And there, and there was a point, and I didn't say it to you before you said it to me. You had said to me, I don't, I, because we were talking about somebody else. And I was like, I think we need to say something because that person, the way they talk to this other person is really terrible. And I think we should say something. And you looked at me and you were like, but I don't know that I have the right to say that because <laughs> I talk to you very disrespectfully too. Like I am mean to you when I talk to you. And I was like, hmm, all right, here we go. This is going <laughs> to be, we're going to be on this journey for a while. <laughs> and I was like, when is it correct? When is it appropriate or not appropriate to point it out? Mm. Like, this is one of those moments where I'm just your, your punching bag because mm-hmm. you're feeling a certain way. Yeah. Or is this one of these moments where, and we did, we had that knockout. We had a conversation where I kind of browbeat you a bit when we were sitting at my kitchen table. And I was like, when this person did this, was that, a, was that my fault? When this person did that was my, so why is it my fault that this happened? And you were like, well, because you and, um, I don't have an answer for that. (laughs) Like, it was like, all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so there's, I I guess what we are trying to get out here is there's a lot of, there's a level of self-awareness that goes on or, or that has to happen for anything any, any relationship kind of to grow. Yeah. Any meaningful connections with mm-hmm. people. You need to have self-awareness. And, you need and if to- there's baggage, you have to also be okay with hearing, uh, airing out your own dirty laundry. 
Right. We all have it. Nobody's perfect. We're like you just human. need to sit down and you need, you need to hear it and you need to mm-hmm. be open to it. And it doesn't Receive have to it be with grace. Right. And it doesn't have to be a, the rest of your life, every single conversation you have with that person, you need to dive into the, the deep shit all the time. Oh my God. Absolutely not. Our relationship would be excruciating if that's all we did. It would also be excruciating if all we did was record these podcasts and talk about this stuff all the time. Like this is not our relationship. This is just right. a small piece of it. And I think and that it's, that's why it took us three years to start actually recording. Oh because, yeah. Because this kind of thing was a big part of it for a long time. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to just, I don't want to commit to sitting down and talking about mom all the time. Like, Oh ugh. my gosh. Yeah. That was a big concern that I had. I was yeah, like, I don't want to huge... get into this. Yeah, because that was a huge thing that we had to get. That was a huge subject that we had to get through to get to where we are. There's still a lot of work on my side, for, you know, that I have to individually do. But I think we we worked really hard and well. On right. That particular and that's thing. why we had we had the highlight reel. And we've had some of those other conversations that we've had to just kind of be like, all right, we got that out of the way. Now yeah. we can move on. And yeah. I never want to talk about her again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, even though it's usually me who brings her up. You all, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And brings that up as an, as an example to you sometimes, but (laughs) I can feel comfortable doing that because you know, the boundary that it is to be able to be like, all right, this isn't, I don't want to live there, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, and it's also something that, like I said, I got a long way to go. I've got a lot to process still of that time, which means you and I have more conversations to have up on our own. Yeah, we need to have more of those conversations. Someday. It's, and it's not <laughs> like we need to. I, I don't mean it to sound like that. I don't know. There's, There's more a- that I have to process, and you and I might revisit the topic once in a while throughout the rest of our lives, but... <laughs> probably it's probably I mean it's that's the our, one that's thing our we really share <laughs> <laughs> we both lived in that space for a period yeah, for, yeah. you know a few months <laughs> out of our development here <laughs> so yeah I would say I, I again I just to reiterate have those difficult conversations be willing to just be like all right so we're doing this Mm-hmm. Now's the time, set the time and space apart to have a few hours where you can just dive in and you can hear each other and hash it out. And with the goal, you both need to have the same goal of this is for us to be better mm-hmm. to each other. And maybe that should be set at the beginning of that conversation. I don't know that you and I ever did that out loud, but it is probably a good idea to be like, okay, what is the end goal of us sitting down and making this space for each other and for this conversation? The other thing I also recommend is is having that conversation in a safe space where you both feel comfortable. Like you and I have had many of our conversations at your house. We're both very comfortable there. I can retreat somewhere. You can retreat somewhere. We can take breaks and be completely separated. And mm-hmm. we can also be close enough and separated that we can listen to the other person kind of scream out in frustration and not care. But like, you know, just kind of make sure that you're in a safe space that, that if you need to, you know, and agree that sometimes you need breaks when you're having those hard conversations because there's processing time. And right. Without running okay. away, don't right. run away from it. Just right. be like, 
all right, I need to step away. Yeah, don't just get up and walk away. You and come back together. Mm -hmm. Um, and say that that that's your intention too. That's really important to me. Like, if somebody's just gonna get up and walk away, I'm afraid they're doing what I do. Right. That's where it comes from for me. And they're never gonna come back. And that's what I used to do. You have abandonment issues, so you abandon before you can be abandoned. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for that call out. <laughs> I, I do, I, yeah, I, I do, do it too. Yeah, I sure I do. do it too. And so when I'm, when it's like my girlfriend, I love her so much. But, and with anybody you love, you get in fights. She will get frustrated with me and walk, get up and walk away. And I have had to break it down for her. She has a, intentions on coming back. You know, she's never abandoning me. But I've had to say like, oh, hey, listen, when you're doing that, because I've reacted badly to that, right? So I've mm-hmm. had to kind of turn around and go back and be like, listen, when you do that, I feel this and I feel abandoned and I feel like da da da. So can you tell me that you're getting up to take a break? By the way, that's one of those hard conversations to have <laughs> right. about how to have the hard conversation. So it is. <clears throat> layer on layer on layer and it's not easy it's not easy by any stretch and I don't want to make it sound easy like like my sister said it took us three years to start this podcast because we had this idea a long time ago but we still had a lot of work to do we had done a lot of work and we still had a long way to go and we are we still have a long way to go I mean you guys we have the rest of our lives to go well exactly because you're not getting rid of me and and (laughs) and I'm not getting perfect and neither are you and I mean, I'm pretty close. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's uh, the topic <laughs> for another day. <laughs> right. I so, feel like that sounded very familiar. It sounded like something Dax talked about. Like I had a flashback when you were talking about the walking out thing. I think he had a similar conversation with Kristen that he talked about on his podcast. Good. More episodes to re-listen to. I love those. <laughs> I'm not even being sarcastic. I really do love those. I know. (laughs) I'll go back. I don't know. I don't know which one. No, I don't think. I think he was talking to someone else. I don't remember who. Isn't that a bummer? That Um, is a bummer. (laughs) But he has talked about their relationship and in the beginning of it where like she would walk away and he was like, you can't keep Oh, he talks about that to a lot of people because that was a huge turning point for him in therapy is the therapist had to tell her, Hey, he thinks he's in trouble. And the therapist had to tell him, Hey, you're not in trouble. She's just depressed or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's definitely talked about that with the, the walking away thing. It just, it just oh, reminded me how uh, another, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he's, I don't know that specific story. So I don't think I've heard that, I guess. Yeah. It's just another way that you and Dax would get along because you can relate to each other on that aspect. Abandonment issues. <laughs> I know I was listening to another armchair anonymous episode and, oh, Daxie, I love you. I hope you listen to our podcast. <laughs> he was so effing sweet to this guy who, he, I'm not going to ruin it. Listen to the episode. It's sweet. He gives really great insight to this guy who had some issues with his father. And I just loved what Dax had to say to this young man and the light that he had to shed on it. Oh, it's warmed my heart. I, I just, I do 
I love him too much. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> I, okay, so I don't, I, never mind. Yeah, it is. It's a problem. I fantasize over the man being like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I'll say about that. So anyway, let's wrap this up here (laughs) with my embarrassment. But yeah, I love you. And so let's great advice here. I I think so. I, I hope that people have some great feedback and get something out of this episode because yeah. And if you have anything to add, like anything, any tools that are in your toolbox, share them. Yeah. How do you overcome, you know, these difficult things for your, with your relationships? How are you able to have these conversations? And, and do you have an example of a relationship where you guys were just treating each other not so great and you had to bring it together and now you're, and now you're besties. Yeah. Or at least coming at each other with love and respect. Yeah. And you're not hurting each other anymore. Stop hurting each other. Yeah. Talk to each other. Don't hurt each other. Um, also, your verbiage just now hurt my feelings a little bit. You said, and become besties. We were besties even when we were fighting. Okay. I, well, I okay. had said to... I'm just kidding. I was saying, <laughs> I'm just kidding. God, I was talking about their relationships, not ours. I know, I was kidding. I'm sorry. God. You're <sighs> so needy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Okay, that was a bad example. Even, On that note, uh, <laughs> no, we definitely start an episode where you're like, I'm like, how was therapy today? And I was like, you talked about me, right? Like, you needed to talk about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like early on in the beginning of our podcast. Yeah. That, that, so, me telling you, you're needy. I'm pretty needy too. Oh, we're, we're both very, needy. We're very codependent. Codependent as fuck. <laughs> hey, children of addicts. What can you do? Oh what we do. Gosh. That's Learn, what we do. Love, grow. That's what we do. Yeah. All right. I love you. And I love you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. So that's our situation. Thank you for listening and joining us today. Please download and subscribe, like, and comment wherever you listen. Check out our website, sisterly and email us at sisterlysituationspodcast at gmail.com. Also, please check out my lovely sister's yoga website, consciousyoga.tv. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.